Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Hey, welcome back into another episode together of The Overflow. We're getting after it in The Overflow. Man, we are grinding this. We are grinding this every week, all the time, because there is a quality of life that is available to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. It is robust and it is freely available to us um, by grace. Our culture, our culture continues to offer to us and promise us these all these various ways of life, all these different ways of life in which you can live. Uh, why, the, why the way of Jesus? It's not just that the, the way of Jesus is true. It is that in the truth of Jesus, there is life. Man, there is, there is as Jesus says, streams of living water available to flow from our innermost being. That is a quality of life. The taste and see that the Lord is good. There's electricity. There's juice and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we want to learn how to tap into that, how to engage in that, how to experience that for our lives in this one shot at life that we get uh, so that we can live the fullness, to step into the fullness of all that is ours uh, in the name of Jesus. We can feel great about our lives. And so on the one hand, there's this, uh, there's this area of the faith called apologetics, which is a defending of the faith. How do we defend our faith? And we can do it logically through all the different evidence of why the Bible is credible, or we, we can do it uh, in all of these various arguments that we have about the Messiahship of Jesus uh, and, and why that should be accepted. But there's another aspect of apologetics that's so uh, underdeveloped, and it's, a, the, it's, a, it, it's apologetics that has to do with the quality of life, that the quality of life in the faith is just remarkably better than it is outside the faith, the inner peace the joy, the, the stability of the interior life of one who follows Christ should be, should be remarkably better and, and deeper than the one who doesn't follow Christ. Uh, and so overflow exists to press into that, to expose that, to make that life accessible to anybody who would call on the name of Jesus. For there are many of us who say that we believe in Jesus, but do not know how to access the life that Jesus has for us. And so the intent and overflow is to give you pragmatic, practical understandings and, and guidance and how to live in the fullness of life. So if you're with us and you're walking with us in this journey, you're applying the things that we're talking about, there should be uh, very organically and naturally and flowy, flowy uh, 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 interior change, interior transformation that is happening uh, that is just beautiful and magnificent that puts your feet on solid ground and sets you on a different path. And so let's get into it. Let's get into our subject matter for today, and it has to do with the pace of life. It has to do with the pace of the Holy Spirit. It has to do with the, the reality that the Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives, but the Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives at a pace that is His and that is not ours, which is painful, can be painful, uh, because every single one of us uh, has the own, our own cadence, has our own pace at which we want to live, uh, and, and the pace of the Holy Spirit is just not, just not our pace. Uh, I remember years ago, my mom passed in, in 2017. And before she started, right, she had already started deteriorating. We went to the mall 
and we're walking in the mall and man, at her pace, at her, the condition she was in her life, she just could not move very fast. And I'm not super proud to admit this, but just the reality of where I was in my life, man, I was really frustrated because of how slow she was moving. Like this is just going to take forever. Uh, and I got frustrated because I was forced to walk at someone else's pace. And in the middle of that, in the middle of my my uh, self-centeredness in, in the shopping mall, God our Father spoke and, and just kind of nodded his head at me like, do you understand what's going on, son? Uh, and really rebuked my horrible attitude uh, about walking at somebody else's pace, even my mom's. Uh, in, in that, in that scenario, walking at somebody else's pace is, can be aggravating. Uh, what, what about, what about for you? How easy is it for you to walk in somebody else's pace? What about driving at somebody else's pace? Uh, how many times have you been trapped behind somebody, uh, who's just not going at the speed that you want them to go? And, and how does that make you feel, man? It's tough. It's, it is, it is tough. Uh, what about in your marriage? Marriage is about, the blending or the merging together of of paces a spouse wants to work at walk at pace x and the other spouse wants to walk at pace y and what does it look like to bring those two paces together walking at somebody else's pace is a challenge uh and and this is what it looks like in the holy spirit for the apostle paul writes in galatians five twenty five. now we, we remember that these letters that the the authors of Scripture are writing are really uh, discipleship training letters. These are authors discipling their audiences, training their audiences in how to be followers of all that God our Father has for them. And in this particular letter to the churches in this region of Galatia, which is modern-day Turkey, encompasses modern-day Turkey, uh, the Apostle Paul writes to the disciples, and his letter in Galatians is very robust in the Holy Spirit. It's very much the presentation of the Holy Spirit in the book of Galatians is, is very pervasive. Uh, he is supposed to be very pervasive in our lives. The Holy Spirit is even to this degree that the Apostle Paul can write this rather fluidly, almost offhandedly, he says in Galatians 5.25, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, if our entire lives are ordered by the Holy Spirit, if we, if, if the Holy Spirit is our life source, if He is our place of energy, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Live has, a, has more of a feel of being. Walk has a definite, definite uh, uh, feeling of direction. So it's not just that I'm sitting here going, mm, kumbaya. Uh, in this holy kind of posture of meditation. It is the Apostle Paul is saying, we're not only going to live by the Spirit, we're going to walk. We're going to move forward. We're going to advance by the Spirit. If we walk by the Spirit, let us also live, excuse me, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us have, let the Spirit energize our walking. Let the Spirit lead and guide our walking. And everything that it that is required to walk, let us do that by the Holy Spirit. Well, Walking it has a pace to it. There's a cadence to it. There's a gait to it, in a fancy G A I T kind of word. Uh, and and in that, the Holy Spirit has a pace. Has a pace. The presentation of our relationship. A lot of confusion about what is who is the Holy Spirit and what is His role in our lives. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. 
God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I can have a separate and distinct relationship with the Holy Spirit apart from my relationship with the Son, apart from my relationship with the Father. So in my relationship with the Holy Spirit, He is pervasive. He is inside of me. As we looked at in our, our last time together, when you give your life to Christ, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. You are sealed by the person of the Holy Spirit for the day of redemption. So the Holy Spirit is a person, a spiritual person that comes inside of me and dwell and dwells me when I give my life to Christ. That it becomes my energizing source. He is my life. He is that which gives me insight and wisdom and guidance and direction and correction and conviction. The work of the Holy Spirit in, in me and he is the one who leads me. He is the one who is to lead us in our lives. And in his leadership, he has pace. He is the one who controls the ebb and flow of my life. He is the one who says, sit. He is the one who says, get up. He is the one who says, turn left. He is the one who says, turn right. He is the one who says, stand still. This is the ebb and flow of the Holy Spirit. And, and so our responsibility in relationship with the Holy Spirit is to live yielded, to live surrendered, to live sensitive to his presence in our lives, to his leading in our lives, joyfully and wonderfully believing that the Spirit of God loves us, what the Spirit of God has for us is greater than what we could have for ourselves, that the Spirit knows what we need better than we know what we need, and that the Spirit is working for the advancing of the kingdom of our Father and for our good. And so it should be this joyful reality that uh, surrender rightly understood is joyful like i get to surrender to the leading of the god of all creation who's inside me because he loves me he cares about me it should be like this is something i'm not doing that's begrudging like oh you know, great i guess i have to surrender to what the lord is doing in my life no, no 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 when we understand the riches the riches of the presence of God, our, our Father in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit, we, when we understand the meaning, the substance, and the significance of the, what the Spirit of God wants to do in us, we should run to surrender. We should run to surrender because we are so convinced of the riches of who the Spirit is and what He wants in our lives. And so we run to surrender, but we still struggle with surrender because the pace of the Holy Spirit is just not just not our pace. And we see one example of this in the life of the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts when he goes on his various missionary journeys. So the Apostle Paul was set apart. He was at a church in this place called Antioch and the Holy Spirit came upon the members of the church and set the Apostle Paul apart to go on missionary journeys to spread the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ as far west as as the spirit would take him and so paul starts out on these missionary journeys the book of acts records at least three missionary journeys that the apostle paul went on the timing of those journeys the stops in those journeys the places that paul went to when he stopped on those journeys was all led by the holy spirit uh, one of the ways we see this in acts chapter 18 we are told the apostle paul goes to the city of corinth and he's there for a year and a half he leaves there in Acts chapter 19 and he goes to Ephesus where he is there for two years. He leaves Ephesus in Acts chapter 20 and he goes to Greece where he is for three months. So how did he get to Corinth? Why Corinth? Because the Spirit of God led him there. How long did he stay? A year and a half. What about Ephesus? Why Ephesus next? Because the Spirit of God led him there. How long did he stay there? He stayed there for two years. Why didn't he just stay there for 
a year and a half like he did in Corinth because the Holy Spirit told him his assignment there at the two-year point was up. It's time to go. And so where am I going to go now? Now you're going to go to Greece and he gets to Greece and he's in Greece for three months. Not the year and a half in Corinth, not the two years in Ephesus. Now it's just three years in Greece. Why? Excuse me, three months in Greece. Why? Because it is the pace of the Holy Spirit. And so what's the Apostle Paul's responsibility is to be yielded to the personal work of the Holy Spirit in his life and the calling that God our Father has on his life and to be obedient to that pace, believing that what the Holy Spirit is doing in his life is far better, far wiser, wiser, far wiser, uh, uh, far greater, has greater impact, greater significance than anything the Apostle Paul could come with, come up with on his own. And so we see that yieldedness. We see an example of the pace of the Holy Spirit in the life of the Apostle Paul, just in how he goes about his missionary journeys in, in the book of Acts. But what about Jesus? Jesus models to us the pace of the Holy Spirit in beautiful ways, in beautiful ways. So in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, we discover that Jesus is full with the, full, fill, filled with the Holy Spirit uh, uh, and that he is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. He's in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And then after that, in Luke chapter 4, and verse 14, we see the Holy Spirit leading Jesus out of the wilderness to go back to uh, his hometown of Capernaum to begin his public ministry. And so the setup of the entire life of the cadence of Jesus is established in Luke chapter 4, that the cadence of Jesus' life, the pace of Jesus' life is established as one that is yielded to and led by the personal work of the Holy Spirit, even in Jesus Messiah, even in, even in Jesus. And so the Holy, there's a pace, there's a pace. In the Apostle Paul, there's a pace in the life of Jesus. Uh, that the Spirit of God wants to work in our lives. And so there's an invitation to you. There's an invitation to me. The invitation has always been the same from the Holy Spirit, which is to relax back in. I love relaxing back in. I love this imagery of relaxing back into the personal work of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is already at work. There's this current of, of the Spirit in creation. There's this current of the Spirit in life. It's like the flow of a river, like we're not making the flow. We're not making the river move. The Spirit of God is inviting us back out of the chaos of our lives, out of the chaos of the world. The Holy Spirit is inviting us to surrender all of that and to embrace, to relax back into the current and movement of the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. And so that's the invitation is to into, into His current. Now, the Holy Spirit can move fast or can move slow. He can tell us to get up and go, or he can tell us to sit and be still. He can tell us to turn to the left. He can tell us to turn to the right. He can tell us to quicken. He can tell us to slow down. Uh, the, 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 the pace of the Holy Spirit is, the, the challenge in the pace of the Holy Spirit is not that he moves fast or slow. The challenge in the pace of the Holy Spirit is that this, the pace of the Holy Spirit is his pace, and it's not ours. It's not ours. And man, we want to run at our pace today. Whatever the day is that you're listening to this and whatever time it is that you're listening to this, your day has a pace to it. You woke up this day with a set of issues. You woke up this day with with 16 hours of life in front of you, however, you know, many, however many hours you have of life until you go to sleep. And there's pace. There are things that have to get done. And those things that have to get done have to get done in a certain amount of time that forces, quote unquote, or can force, feels like it's forcing a pace on us. 
And in addition to your day, in addition to the pace that you're running is the pace of the world and, and the pace around you and the pace of your neighbors and the pace of your friend group. And, and man, it feels like, it can feel like if you detach from the race that everyone else is running or the pace that everyone else is running, it feels like if you detach from that, you're going to get blown over. You're going to miss opportunities. You're going to get stepped on. You're going to get stepped over and you are going to miss what you could have if you're not running the pace that everyone else is running. And, and so, man, it's a challenge. It's a challenge because not only are we surrendering our pace, not only we are, are we denying the pace of the world around us, we are relaxing back in and believing, watch these challenges. This is, this is, this is, deep, this is deep stuff. We are being asked to believe in an invisible current, in a current that I cannot see, that's being led by an invisible God that I cannot see, that I am supposed to trust and depend on accomplishing real and pragmatic things that I have to get through and have to get done today. That's the, that, that's the challenge. The, the challenge is not first that the Holy Spirit's pace is not my pace. That's not the first challenge. The first challenge is, do I believe in a supernatural reality at all? And then if I believe in a supernatural reality, what do I believe about the players in that supernatural reality? And then if I, if I believe in a supernatural reality and then I believe in the players, I believe that in that supernatural reality, there's one God who's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in this triune uh, uh, entity that exists in the supernatural reality. And then, then I have to believe that that triune supernatural reality is actually at work in my life. In, in, in the daily pragmatic reality of my life, not just in the big picture stuff of eternal life, but in the daily pay your bills kind of stuff, then I got to believe in that supernatural reality that there's this triune God and that he wants to work in my life. And then, and then I have to believe that I, that I can commune with him, commune with him in such a way that I can receive data, I can receive information from him that's actionable for my life. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. So it's not just, hey, just go walk in the Holy Spirit. Hey, yeah, just go do it. Man, there's so many, there's so many layers to this that one challenge after another after another. For you to become convinced, become convinced for yourself that this is the way that you want to live life, man. And how do you get convinced of that? Well, one of the ways you get convinced of it is you, you have run at your own pace long enough to discover that the end of your pace sucks, <laughs> that the the quality of life that you're living your pace just is not, there's just has to be something more. So you got to be convinced through trial and error of your own pace. You got to be convinced by exhausting the pace of this world. So you've run the pace of the world and how's it working out for you? There has to be an alternative. What is the alternative? And the alternative is, the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm crucified, the will of God, our Father, and the person of the Holy Spirit and the pace that the Spirit of God wants to work in your life. The pace of the Spirit of God is profound. It's so good. It's so full. It's so, there's so much life. There's so much certainty that is available to us as we surrender our own lives, as we surrender our own pace to embrace the pace of the Holy Spirit, there's so much certainty in your life that you can stand in the reality that you are living your life according to the current of the Spirit of God Himself. And, and that 
kind of certainty is just not available anywhere else on planet Earth. You can't conjure that own security from your own might, from your own strength. You, you can't. That, that kind of security is only available through walking in the pace of the Holy Spirit. And so how are you doing at walking anyone else's pace? More directly, how are you doing at walking in the pace of the Holy Spirit? To the degree that you struggle, ask. Just ask. Confess. Father, in the name of Jesus, I really struggle to walk in the pace of the Holy Spirit. Forgive me. Forgive me. Will you teach me? Here we go. Will you teach me how to walk in the pace of the Holy Spirit? My heart is, is, is humble. My heart is open. I'm a student. I want to learn. I want to grow. Will you teach me how to walk in the pace of the Holy Spirit? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God, our Father, is a, is a patient teacher. He is patient and he's gracious and he's generous and he's kind uh, and he's good and he's good. And thankfully, he's long suffering, man, because you're going to make one mistake after another, one mistake after another. But the sooner we access, the sooner we become students of the pace of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the faster we're learning, the faster we're growing, and you will find the Spirit of God to, to, to be very generous in his lessons that he's going to give you uh, in a way that will convince you, uh, that will convince you, uh, or at least give the opportunity to convince you that his pace of life is life. His pace of life is life. And so the invitation for you today uh, is the same invitation that is available to us every day from the Holy Spirit to you, the invitation is this. Come walk with me. Come walk with me. This, brothers and sisters, is life in the overflow. This is life in the overflow. I hope that our time together today has been meaningful to you as you continue to press into your relationship with the Holy Spirit, who He wants to be and how He works in your life. If this has been helpful, it'd be a great benefit to me. If you could pass this around on your social media circles and channels, uh, share it around, uh, and get out the good word um, that God our Father is putting on us through uh, Overflow. Uh, in the overflow.org is the shortcut to all of our uh, resources. Uh, we certainly would be blessed if God our Father would so move you to contribute financially to what God is doing through Trexo. You can do that on our website, trexo.org. Again, man, we are here blood, sweat, and tears every day on the front line of the faith to help people understand how to walk, how to walk in the fullness of the love of the Father, in the fullness of the love of Jesus the Son, and in the fullness of the love of the Holy Spirit. Until we are together again real soon, may you enjoy life in the overflow. Thank you for joining us in the overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.